Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your hosts, Steve Katarzy and Bryn Jenkins. Wow, we are in 2019. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you've had a great start to the year so far. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the support you've given through the whole of 2018. So, new year, new you, right? Well, I would say yes and no. See, what motivates action and defines our personality is pretty much hardwired by about five years old. And sorry if you don't want to hear this, but you really can't change who you are. But you can change how you act if you first understand who you are, including what makes you tick and your inherent quote-unquote weaknesses. And as so many people make a New Year's resolution that involves either fitness, getting into shape and general health, this episode touches on two critical self-awareness aspects that, if understood, could be massive game-changers and huge points of leverage for the rest of the year. So we talk about how different people take accountability from different places and means, as well as how long-term training adherence can be achieved if you understand your training neurotype. You're going to be jumping partway into our conversation as we were sharing New Year's Eve stories and reflecting on the first week of 2019. We then really hit home this concept of the four tendencies. The question to you, are you an upholder, an obliger, a questioner, or a rebel? I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. Adaptation. You know what? It's just like, I'd rather have like a quiet one um, and just like chill out. <laughs> Definitely showing your age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old now. Isn't oh, so anyway, it, we're um, as this podcast releases, we're pretty much kind of on the money at the minute. So this is going to release only a couple of days after we've recorded it so yeah. um how are you feeling into the new year man yeah um not too bad had a bit of a hectic start to the new year um but then again it's just a normal week isn't it really um but yeah so it's been busy with the new new gym that we're running at the moment so things have sort of taken off now obviously being new year everyone's wanting to uh get back into shape and obviously after eating all their christmas turkey potatoes wine cheese nice. um everyone's like right now I better get back on training um, and that which, just happens without you actually having to find these people. They find you, right? Oh, yeah. For the, for the most part. For the, well, within the next yeah. few weeks, people are looking for solutions, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, as a personal trainer, that's the, the busiest time in our industry is now. Like, um, But then again, also kind of continuing through February as well, because a lot of people start and they haven't got money because it's obviously been Christmas. And it takes them a few weeks, you know, for the kids to get back into school, get back, get back into, into the rhythm. Yeah, yeah, until they actually go, right, now I'm going to start that makes sense. pursuing my goals. So sometimes we, you know, it's kind of like two weeks in to January. That's when we really start to see the, you know, it take off. Yeah. And then leading through to February. And then you kind of see it taper off a little bit, sort of coming into March. So Okay. 
Cool. Yeah. Good, man. Always, always an influx at this time of year. So just I just prepared myself for a busy time, really. Yeah. Um, and it's great because some people continue. It, it gets them going and it means that they continue throughout the year. So, you know, there's a lot of people that set out goals for 2019 and don't stick to it. Mm. Um, but then on the flip side, there's a lot of people that, you know, get a lot out from it if they continue with their goals. So, yeah, we... we um recorded a pub um, a podcast only a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. talking about goal setting yeah and how you think about how you how you think about you know maybe setting the theme for 2019 yeah right and you know I'm a, I'm a big believer on you know having themes of your life versus having specific goals and then mm-hmm. having small incremental progress every day versus big audacious expectations yeah. from one day to the next because you end up always uh, failing to meet your expectation if your mm-hmm. goal's too big and you haven't broken it down and set yeah. small incremental means in which you achieve it so um yeah. as as you think about 2019 after after a hectic start having to manage some personnel issues that kind of stuff um are you flustered at all or are you like okay no this is cool i'm okay with okay with how we started we're okay we're in i've got my hand on the wheel i know where yeah. i'm going yeah well yeah it was it there was other things going on this week, which, yeah, I was a bit flustered. It was a bit of a, a, a sort of a manic week. And I was like, is this going to now be the theme of the rest of 2019? Mm. It was out it was out of my control, <laughs> some control. of these things. Yeah. And um, it meant that my week just went to pot and things like training and looking after my own health sort of um, didn't have as much. It still had as much priority, but I just didn't have as much control much over to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know that's that's the thing, right? You you have a bad week, and then you go, okay, cool, that's fine. Brush it under the carpet, and then continue as you are. And hopefully, if I've got enough um, built-in habits, it's going to keep me going. Shouldn't be a problem. Mm. Um, and I've been consistent enough um, in the past. That means that one or two weeks being hectic and being thrown out of your normal routine, it's not a big deal. We've not had a good start, 2019. Yeah. Me personally. But you know what? I'm going to fix it, and that's my mindset kind of moving yeah. into there. Yeah, there, there's a lot, lot to unpack there with, with with that. Anticipate failure, right? It's things things are going to come left field, whether you like it or not. The yeah. best laid plans are going to get tested early and often, mm-hmm. and um, for all intents and purposes, you know we are going to get challenged, whether it be distracted or pulled off on different tasks mm. or the momentum drops or the vision is no longer as clear or you're just not in the in the zone mm-hmm. so you know you get ill whatever yeah these things happen all the time so your resolve towards your your themes or your goals has got to be strong enough to say like that yeah. i said that because i cared about it mm-hmm. it is really important to me and i know i've got the tools i'm willing to learn how to develop that skill do that yeah. thing whatever what have you then you need good self-talk don't beat yourself up because you you messed up or things didn't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. I think that for everyone we struggle with, right? As you say, something goes wrong and you just give yourself shit. Yeah. And you give go, you're a loser, time. you're this, you're that, everything's fucked up, mm-hmm. you can't stick to a plan, whatever, fuck it, just throw the towel in. And then it's acknowledging that your goals happen slowly throughout the year, yeah. right? Whilst you know, you go from like when you, I don't know, famous people or people that have gone from being nobody to being very popular. Mm-hmm. Oh, overnight success, it just happened overnight. I didn't know this guy all of a sudden. I've checked, you know, yeah. he's come into my life, he's got 20 million followers. Like, how did that happen? Well, 
it was a lot of time that took a lot of time and effort to get to that happened point. under under the radar that yeah. we weren't even aware of. <clears throat> Small incremental changes, opportunities present the people that work hard. Plenty of failures. And like, look at Jay Shetty, right? You know, he went from like at the beginning of 2018, it's something like he had two million followers on Facebook, so a big following on Facebook, mm -hmm. like 150 followers, 150,000 followers on uh, Instagram and something similar on YouTube. By the end of the year, total, add all those up, it's 22 million followers. Wow. It's 2 million to 22 million followers in a space of one year. Now, you might think he's an overnight success, but he's developed his craft, his, his content's really great, he had a strong foundation going into 2018 with obviously the work he's done previously and mm -hmm. he honed his skills in and he probably had a few lucky breaks a couple yeah. of people mentioned him that just like blew him up yeah so that for me it's like okay this isn't about overnight success whether it be losing weight you know getting your health together business goals whatever it is <clears throat> it's a commitment towards the cause and small and just a small commitment every day which demonstrates yeah. your head still in the game and the progress that day might be so insignificant like I just didn't overeat today. Okay, mm. I didn't eat as less as I uh, should, but I just didn't. I yeah. didn't throw the towel in when I would have normally done. That is a success because yeah. I would do that previously. Yeah, and it's just been able to build on momentum. Yeah, and well, when momentum escapes the system for whatever reason, it's just having a good, a good voice and saying that's fine, Steve. Shit happens. It's fine. Let's crack on. Remember why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Remember it's small incremental changes. What can I do today to just reassure myself? I can do what I want yeah. and we can prove to the world so the world can give back yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, I'm on the path. <laughs> I know I'm ranting a little bit, but that for me is yeah. so important, man. It's 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 knowing that things that are important take time. Yeah. They take commitment and they take a um a patience and a care. You need to mm. you need to be nice to yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's a compounded effect, isn't it? It's, you know, you just got to keep that snowball going and it will get bigger and bigger. And then before you know it, and like you're saying, he had 20, what was it? 20 something million followers suddenly, but he started small and then he kept pushing the snowball and it suddenly turned into something huge. Right. And you just got to keep momentum. Adherence is, is, it's huge sticking to the plan, even when it goes wrong and just keep moving forward, keep chipping away because it will have that compounded effect over time and you're practicing new habits and you're learning and getting yeah. better over time so i mean yeah Th you think about think about it this way i you know when it comes to training mm -hmm. for me the most important thing when it comes to training is that unless there's a massive event what prevents me from doing this i've got to train when i say i'm going to train some of those days are not going to be very good training days because I'm distracted. I've got my head in the game or something else. I don't really want to do it. I'm feeling a little bit funky for whatever reason. I'm going to get in there. It might not be as long. It might not be as effective. I might not progressively overload. I might actually go backwards. But I've, I've gone in the gym and I've done something. Yeah. Because that's the plan. And doing that for me is probably the biggest reason why I haven't, over the last two years, year and a half, two years, I've stayed on I've stayed on plan. Mm. I've trained as per my expectation for the last two years. Yeah. Some days have been shit. Some days have been amazing. A lot of the days have been good. Mm. But I accept I'm going to go into the gym when it's shit. Yeah. But I might not have a good, great workout. It's fine. But I've done it. 
And that for me is that's reassuring of like, you know, no matter what <clears throat> life throws at me, my goal, my intent, what I get from training, you know, emotionally, physically, aesthetically is, is, is so important. And I understand mm -hmm. why it's important that even if I'm in a bad place, like I went to bed really late last night, I should have worked out in the morning. I haven't. After we finish, I'm going to have a workout. It's going to disrupt my Sunday. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm going to work out because that's the plan. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you'll get back on track as soon as possible, yeah, right? exactly. And and the thing is, is you're showing up in the gym. Yeah, you may have a crappy workout, but you, you still feel better because you've done it. Yes. And then, but then also then, like you're saying about that self-talk, then don't give yourself a hard time. Just say, you know what? It's fine. It is what it is. I'm not feeling great today. I've had a bit of a shitty workout. However, I went and turned up. I did the deed. And now, tomorrow, hopefully should be better. And I think just... Exactly. Or I can't work out today because, you know, there's time pressures elsewhere, things that come out left field that I go have to mm -hmm. attend to. That's fine. Yeah. How do I manage my expectation for the week and month, knowing that I'm going to take one or two days out? Yeah. And just have the flexibility to know that you can make it happen. Yeah. So this is something that um, I've started doing over the last few months is that I go, well, something's better than nothing. Because sometimes I go, well, if I can't get an hour's training in or um, if I haven't got the right equipment or the right space, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Um, Everything's going to be and perfect. I, I, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I haven't taken my supplements. You know, I've, I've been guilty of this in the past. Mm. Um, I say last few months. I've, you know, the last year, it's it's, got, it's always getting better and better. Yeah. But I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know what, even if I do some bodyweight squats, some press-ups and some dips or whatever, you know, because I'm in a hotel room, I'll still do it. I'll still get my body moving, get the blood flowing, yeah. get a sweat on because yes, that's not part of my actual structure plan, but then not being so rigid and structured to the point where if you can't stick to it, don't do anything at all. It's well, actually, you know what? Just do something, do something, keep the ball rolling. Yeah. You know? So I think that's going to be some, uh, you know, it's a good message to put across to people, you know, do something. It's better than nothing, even if it is a crappy workout. I agree, man. Well, listen, 2019 is uh, is only just started. And I'm sure that most people have put some time aside to think about what they want. They may still be committing to it. They may have not really thought it through. Therefore, it was just a passing thought. And it's not really a commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, and others are just getting started and they're excited about it. But wherever you are on that, kind of spectrum of don't give a shit to I'm on it and somewhere in between it's 365 days in a year and there's a yeah. lot of time to finesse a skill develop a business yeah. lose some weight fix your health small changes between Christmas and Christmas where it's about it's not it's not the first three weeks in January and it's do or die it's just a commitment to put one one foot in front of the other yeah be your best make some change that supports you being a better person and if you can do that however it represents itself maybe you're a little bit kinder today maybe you took some time out with your kids that we hadn't done before it doesn't matter but that there's such reassuring mm. and compounding benefits yeah when you know you're a slightly better version of yourself today than you was yesterday however you want to measure it yeah i love the quote we underestimate what we can do in a long time and overestimate what we can do in a short time i said that the right way around yeah, yeah, no, I, th I think that makes sense. <laughs> but that makes sense, right? So yeah. we overestimate what we can do in a short time, underestimate what we can do in a long time. Yeah. And I say in a long time, I'm talking about a year's time. We underestimate what we can we do. We can in a achieve year. anything if you give ourselves enough time. Yeah. But in in the one, two, three, four days a week, 
we have our expectations are overinflated in terms of what yeah. we can achieve typically yeah yeah okay because we want it now we want it quickly we want it done so yeah so listen man we we were we were hoping to hit on a couple of i think interesting concepts when it comes to exactly what we're talking about mm -hmm. now which is sticking to a plan yeah um and let's use the theme of working out, getting your body in shape and stuff like that, because it seems to be fairly common around about this time yeah. of the year. Um, two aspects I wanted to chat with you about. One is accountability. Mm -hmm. And the second is training in line with your quote-unquote neurotype. And I'll explain that in a second. I think these are both really important things. Let's talk about accountability first. When it comes to holding your feet to the fire you personally mm -hmm. you've spoken about the need for increased external accountability to keep yeah. you on plan how would you describe your accountability structure how you know what how much internal versus external accountability do you have so if if no one had any pressure on you mm -hmm. no one even knew or gave a shit about you achieving x mm -hmm. And it was purely on your say-so and you holding yourself accountable. What is that like for you? If I was to explain it in like percentage, I'd probably say 70%. Okay. So relatively high, but I definitely need that extra external accountability to get me the rest of the way. Got it. Um, so definitely not 100%, but it, it's pretty high. Um, I can... I'm pretty good at holding myself accountable, turning up to the gym. Um, I always have been, but then I have also had times of inconsistency and that's where I figured out that I need that extra little bit of accountability externally to keep me going. Yeah. So for me, in my head, I would probably say about 70% internal accountability. That's enough for me to get going and turn up, like I said. But and to I, keep going, you need external. Yeah, but okay. I also feel like the my accountability grows as my motivation grows. I think they're quite closely linked, right? Accountability and motivation. Okay. Um, because I, I find I'm quite, quite motivated. And I think that's coming from knowing why I'm doing it in the first place and figuring out what, why am I training? Like I'm not just showing up and randomly training I'm getting better at going, well, why do you keep going to the gym? Why am I training? There's, there's a reason for why you're doing this. And the more I dig deeper into, my why i get a little bit more motivated and then that accountability i hold myself accountable to that why it just seems to increase as i get more assured as, as to why i'm that doing makes perfect doing. sense so, makes perfect sense because you are you have integrity and things are aligned in the universe in your mind right yeah you are acting upon something that you care about and has a consequence that you've understood positive and negative yeah and that's that that's the most important thing to keep people acting on a goal is yeah. to concretely and viscerally understand mm -hmm. why that goal is important. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. that is important. There's a book that I think is fantastic by a lady called Gretchen Rubin mm -hmm. and it's called the four tendencies and uh, visually it's going to be hard to represent, but I'll try and do it. Yeah. Free voice alone. Imagine uh, like an X axis, and, and a y-axis like a, a crosshair mm -hmm. right a, a cross uh, and each end of that cross represents a tendency 
okay? Mm -hmm. Personality types, so let's yeah. call it that. At the top of that cross, so the north, uh, you've got people that are called upholders. Mm -hmm. Down at the bottom, the opposing kind of personality is called a rebel. So to the west, you've got questioners. Mm -hmm. And to the right, to the east, you've got obligers. So say that again, upholders at the top, rebels at the bottom. To the left, you've got questioner. To the right, you've got obliger. Mm -hmm. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, what is your accountability structure like as a person? And th this lady Gretchen, she devised a way of describing pretty much everyone universally that fits in one of these four camps or is a gradient in between. Like you might not be north or west, you might be northwest. Yeah. But with a, uh, a, a bias towards being north. Yeah. So if I put it in the context of what we've got here. So you're not one or the other. An upholder is someone who has strong internal mm -hmm accountability and strong external accountability mm -hmm. so these are people that are really good with um completing tasks on a list mm -hmm. so they're the people at work in an office that you ask them to do something and they just get on and do it uh, but they also have a grocery list and they have actions to do at home and they've got things to do for the you know when you know the, for their other half and they just seem to get things done they like to tick things off mm -hmm. tick 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 they're also the people that can overwhelm themselves because they take on too much responsibility but they kind of take it in their stride but they can be quite they can look quite like, like process nazis like they yeah. love to get stuff done and it's you know progress 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 and sometimes can feel a bit anal and a bit rigid mm. because they love ticking stuff off yeah internal external they respond equally to mm -hmm. then you've got questioners Questioner is someone who would have high internal accountability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm good. I say I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. Once I've decided, that's it. It's done. I am going to commit to X. But they question external accountability. Like if you said to me, Steve, I'd like you to do this, an upholder would say, Great, I'll do it. Yeah, fine. When do you need it by? A questioner would say, Why? Why, why do I need to do it? Mm -hmm. What's the point? And, and what they're trying to work out is, does that make sense for me? Yeah. Yes, you need a report every Monday, but I don't want to do it. I don't like yeah. it. It doesn't make sense. It seems like a waste of my time. You're not getting value. I'm not getting value. Why? Yeah. And they will rebel, usually implicitly, just by kind of not showing up or delaying stuff or say they're going to do it and not do it because they're not committed to mm -hmm. that external accountability because they have not made it internal. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking from experience. I am a questioner. You're the ultimate questioner. <laughs> <laughs> I ask a lot of questions. Yeah, I think yeah. that's obvious. Yeah. But I will. I have a very, very strong internal accountability, mm -hmm. but only once I understand why. Yeah. So if you say to me, Steve, you know what, you should really do... Um, this new style of training. Mm -hmm. You should do loads of high reps. And I'd be like, okay, my, my current belief is that I should do low reps. And you're saying I should do high reps. I'm like, either I'm going to dismiss it out of the gate because I don't want to hear it. I'm mm -hmm. dogmatic. And I don't want new information. Mm -hmm. Or I'd say, why? And if you can't give me a good enough reason why, it'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea, Bryn. Yeah, whatever. And I'll just move on. Yeah. I, won't, I, I won't, even though you've you've said I should do it, maybe you've asked me to do it, I yeah. won't do it because it doesn't make sense. But if I keep asking questions and now all of a sudden you've you've 
explained it in a way which now I can internalize and go, that fucking makes perfect sense. Of course it right, adds yeah. value to me. Mm-hmm. It, questioners can sound sometimes selfish because they it needs to make sense for them. Mm-hmm. It can be helping you as long as it makes sense for me. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to add value to me, but it needs to make sense to me. If you say you should do this because it really helps this person, they'll be able to do this, this, and this. And I'll be like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. That is me, right? And we can unpack that in a bit. Then to the right of the upholder, (laughs) so the questioner, opposing the questioner is someone called an obliger. Yeah. An obliger is someone, and I have many people like this. My wife is an obliger. My mum is an obliger. Michelle's mum is an obliger. These are people that have very strong external accountability, Mm -hmm. but struggle with holding their own feet to the fire. So give me, let me give you an example. Michelle will absolutely never let the kids be late for school. Mm-hmm. Never going to happen, right? Because it's the kids. Because because it's the kids and because there's a rule and mm-hmm. someone has said, you've got to make sure these kids are at school lining up by quarter to nine. And by mm-hmm. the way, you know there's traffic and if you don't want to be late, you need to leave earlier than that to account for the traffic and finding a car parking space. You must leave the house at 8.20. If you leave any later, you potentially throw that commitment to the school, get the kids lined up by 8.45 yeah. in jeopardy. She will never sacrifice that external mm-hmm. expectation of her. Yeah. If someone says, show up to this event for 9 o'clock, she'll be there 9 o'clock or earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, if I say, can you help me do this? She'll do it. The fact I need to be fed and watered every day and yeah. cl- clothes clean and stuff, like it's, it's non-negotiable. People need to eat in the house. It's going to be done. Mm-hmm. However, Michelle, why don't you train and like, here's some ideas, just go and do it. She might have the kind of novelty momentum and then that momentum disappears because n- if I am or someone isn't, whether it's a friend or it's a public Facebook group or it's her husband or it's the school or it's something that demands something from her, when the pressure's off and the eyes aren't on her and the momentum starts to wane, Mm -hmm. she hasn't got the internal accountability to keep going. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean she can't get shit done. She just needs to understand she doesn't have strong internal accountability. Obligers are often seen as Samaritans, mm. people, people that pleaser. are people pleasers, that are not selfish, mm-hmm. that put other people first. My mum's mm-hmm. an obliger. I'll do anything for you. Yeah. What do you need? I'll sacrifice me for you. And I come second. I come last. Everything else, everyone else comes first. Yeah. My needs are going to get met only if I've got time and space and everything else. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the ultimate kind of non-selfish person is an obliger, but actually that isn't the case because if you don't care for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're leaving value on the table that you could otherwise give. You could yeah. be a better giver if you gave to yourself adequately as well. Mm. And then lastly, down at the bottom, opposing their polder is someone called a rebel. And rebel is a difficult character, and there's many of mm. them. They're people that have don't respond to external accountability and don't respond to internal accountability. My daughter, one of the, the <laughs> youngest one, is not a classic rebel in every sense, but in many senses she is. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. She could do something wrong, and I could say to her, say sorry. And she won't. 
And I'll say, just come on, just say sorry. This is over. This conversation, this trouble, all this shit is over if you just say sorry. And she'll just close up, say sorry. And I'll go on her 10, 15 minutes. She starts crying. She starts sobbing. Nose starts dripping. She can just about breathe. She's like having a panic attack. Say sorry. She won't do it. Come out of it's mouth. hurting her. Yeah. It's hurting me. There's a cat. There's a, there's an effect this is going to have on a relationship for hours afterwards. Mm -hmm. And she won't do the one <laughs> thing that is necessary. Because in the moment, she doesn't see the value for her. She doesn't see the value for me. It's just I don't have any accountability. I yeah. don't need to do what you say. I don't even need to do what I say. Yeah. I don't need to meet my goals. I don't need to meet your needs. No. I'm just <laughs> like, as just soon as you down. demand stuff from me, I'm going to close up. <laughs> yeah. So with a rebel, you need to find ways to manage someone who wants to do the opposite of mm -hmm. control. I'll do stuff as long as there is an expectation. So how do you get someone who yeah. doesn't want to be have expectations of them to achieve? You can. You just got to keep the expectations low and almost reverse psychology them into achieving stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I've done a lot of talking at you into the mic, but I just wanted <laughs> to put those quadrants out. Yeah, yeah. So upholder, strong internal, strong external, list doers, that people just get stuff mm -hmm. done but can get overwhelmed. Yeah. Questioners that can be a pain in the ass because they're always asking why, 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 why before they do mm -hmm. anything. But once they internalize it, yeah. they are reliable as hell. Obligers will do anything for you, will always meet the, the world's needs of them, but quite often overvalue the world's view of them mm -hmm. versus their view of them and achieving their own goals. So for them to be successful and get stuff done, they need to use external accountability to get stuff done and they can leverage it if yeah. they're careful. And then you've got rebels who can achieve great things in their life, but it needs to be through this complex reverse psychology with themselves yeah. and others. Mm. It, I, I love I love stuff like this because it you when you're explaining that you're either going yep yeah, that's me that's me or I know someone yes, just like that exactly. and it's like you're you just make so much sense right um, I would say for me I'm more I'm between the upholder and obliger yeah. definitely yeah I would agree and, and I, I bloody hate being an obliger as well and I want to move away from that as much as possible because it means that. I don't think you can, by the way. So, I, yeah, I, think, I was going to, that's a question I no, 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 no. ask. You are that person. You, that is your tendency, right? Mm -hmm. It's inbuilt. What is that? Is that a, it's just a way, way we, I, th I think it's like, it's, it's a, it's a kind of moral, ethical, habitual compass that was defined when you was a kid. Right. Like most of your personality is defined <laughs> pre five years old. If mm -hmm. you haven't had an intervention by five, you have you are stuck with who you are by mm -hmm. then. Yeah. Like my kids are going to be who they are now when they're adults. They're going to refine. They're going to manage their weaknesses. They're going to develop their strengths. They're going to adapt. They're going to mature. But their in tendencies the at, the at the core are going to be the same. What they get motivated by yeah. is always going to be the same. Mm. I'm always going to get motivated by these conditions. I'm always going to be demotivated by these this kind of setup. Mm -hmm. How do I manage that is up to you. Now, you can navigate life being any of these four and be successful or be sad. So really, it's trying to avoid swimming against the tide. Exactly. So if you're an, in, if you, if you're an obliger, so mm -hmm. I would agree. I'd say you're an obliger mm -hmm. with, with upholder tendencies. Mm -hmm. So you're at agree, first yeah. an obliger, but you can lean into being an upholder, mm -hmm. but it kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. 
Yeah, would you say that's fair? Yeah, because I, I, I think just remind me with the upholder. You were saying they're kind of like they like to tick, tick, you know, uh, checklist and put you hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So if you set a goal, you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if I ask you to do something, you're going to do it. Yeah. You're not going to let me down. You're not going to let you down. You never let anyone down. Problem is, you continue to take on responsibility yeah. because you can never say no to yourself and others. And it can get overwhelming. And you can sometimes come across like a, a process Nazi, someone who's really rigid and mm -hmm. tick boxes and just very anal yeah. because that's your flow. Mm -hmm. But for me, it looks stressful. For you, it isn't because that's how you operate. That's yeah. how you like to operate. Mm -hmm. That level of formality, rigidity, yeah. and just expectation, it always gets gets met. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're that person, mm -hmm. personally. I know people like that. Yeah. I've worked with people like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think you can, you can, you can lean in on that. Yeah. I, I, I lean on that because I it protects me. Because as an obliger, I want to please people and I need to deliver on other people's expectations. I always feel I need to meet the, that person's expectations, otherwise I'll let them down. So then I'll use the upholder tendencies to protect myself against letting them down, i.e., okay, if I get everything ready and everything structured, everything in place, then I shouldn't fail to meet that expectation for that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah it does. I will... Uh, kind of like actually you're saying with Michelle trying to leave on time for work she'll probably have a process before that that's kind of rigid to go if this done is this if this is done that is done everything's in place so that that means I can leave at 8 20 in the morning yeah that means I won't be late oh she reverse engineered her commitment to yeah. external expectation to make sure she achieves it yeah and it's with, there's a lot of clashing between her and I, and this is quite common that you find people with opposing or different tendencies yeah. together. And actually, there's a bit of yin and yang thing going on here. But mm -hmm. I stress Michelle out because I'm really nonplussed about punctuality. Mm -hmm. I just, it doesn't, it's not, I understand it's disrespectful to be late. Mm -hmm. I understand for a lot of people that it's, it's like the ultimate cuss is to yeah. like, not respect people's time, but it's not a value of mine. Is so, that because it doesn't make sense? No, it's just it's that, not. It's just not. It's just something I don't care about. So I would mm -hmm. like if you think back at my kind of career, mm -hmm. the amount of times I've been late. If it's an internal meeting, so my my peers, yeah, like there's a big presentation or there's a meeting, there's a conference call. Maybe I'm hosting the call. I'd be late to everything. Not like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, but. My thing is, I can be up to five minutes late. It's fine. Yeah. So I would always be five minutes late. Yeah. I wouldn't be ten because then that's taking a piss. So I've got I've got a limit. Yeah, yeah. But if it's a client, always got to be there in time. But part of that's probably is you going. Is it really important if I'm five minutes late for an internal uh, meeting? Yeah. No. Ten minutes. Exter yes. External meeting with a client who can give me money. Yeah. I'm going to be there on time. Internal meeting <laughs> because early. we're just chatting. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you think that's part of a a rebel? Um, tendency. So yeah, so qu questioners can come across like rebels if they don't understand the why behind the expectation yeah. set upon them. So there's been so many times where I've been asked to do things and I've delayed them and delayed them and delayed them. And Steve, like, why are you not doing this? And it's I'm not doing it because it sounds like a lot of hard work. And right now I'm trying to prioritize what's important for me to run my desk and do things right and then deliver value to the company. What you're asking me to do right now seems to meet your needs, but not mine. I'm not going to do it. Mm. But I won't say it. I won't necessarily say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go, yeah, okay, all right, fine. But 
next week, Steve, have you done it? Oh, just priorities. I haven't got to it yet. Mm. Next week, have you done it? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I won't just out and out say, I'm not doing it. I should. It would be a lot. Yeah. It'd make a lot more sense. <laughs> but it makes sense why you're not actioning it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so you've read, so you've read the book, right? Yes, I have. So I just have a few questions as to how this could work in terms of if you're, say, a questioner, are you because you're a questioner more likely to go south rather than north with your tendencies as a questioner? So is a questioner more likely to be closer to a rebel than no, it no, is it, it, you can, can it you can basically have these. You know, you, you'll be defined by one of these four types as your yeah. dominant characteristic. But you can blend up or down or left or right. So yeah. if you're an, a questioner, you can be a questioner upholder. Mm-hmm. So someone who's a priority is primarily a questioner, but has a tendency to probably do what you ask from them. They question it, but they do it anyway, and it kind of works like that. Mm-hmm. Or someone who perhaps is more like me, which is I'm probably questioner rebel. So I'm yeah. going to do. I'm you, I'm very reliable, mm-hmm. but you need to make sense. Yeah. If I get a leader, if and I've had it before, if I have a manager that doesn't make sense to me or we're from different worlds mm-hmm. or his motivations I feel are wrong mm-hmm. or are self, um, self-fulfilling self and doesn't seem to have, deliver any value to me or the team, I will rebel against that person and we will mm-hmm. clash. Yeah. So that's my tendencies. You, if you make sense, I'm, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. And for obligers like for example obligers typically they will meet everyone's needs keep meeting their needs until they don't obligers typically they can have an episode of breakdown mm-hmm. where they're giving and they're giving and they're giving and they constantly mean people's needs and then they it's like built up tension yeah they take on someone's problems they deal with their things they keep taking the more things keep dealing with problems yeah. until it pops and then you get this like where did this volcano come from? Mm. They then rebel. So obligers typically go obliger upholder tendency until enough's enough, and then they crack and they turn into rebels, right. and then they won't do anything for er- anyone because they're in this point of like enough's enough. I'm overwhelmed. I'm pissed off. You've taken a piss out of me for too long. You've been <laughs> asking me to do this and this and this and this. Yeah, I've got to come in on weekends. I've got to do this, this. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Enough's enough you're dead to me mm. and then they'll pull away yeah. and it's extreme but they build it up it's tension because yeah. they can't release it because they can't say no yeah and i think i i i when you were saying about it i was thinking i wonder if you can go from being close to an obliger upholder to then suddenly an outburst of rebel yeah and then going back to what you normally are within your core yeah it's, a, it's about built up yeah it's a built, built up animosity <clears throat> and like yeah, you're a Samaritan, you're a Samaritan, you're a Samaritan until shit, people are taking the piss out of me. Mm. And then you do something about it. Yeah. But then once you're in a good place again, you'll go back to your, yeah, your yeah. natural place, which and is that 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 would be me. I yeah. I I try and meet everyone's expectations that needs. I'll put mine last. I'll always put mine last. Um as long as everyone else is happy, then I can do my stuff. Um so if like so so at home and, and Lisa's like saying oh, the house is a mess and you know i want it cleaned and stuff like that um and she's cleaning i i won't i can't just sit there and go i'm gonna go and train because that's what i want to do for me like i'm gonna i'll be like no i'm gonna i'm gonna clean the house because that will make her happy first yeah, yeah, i'll yeah. do that and then i'll train 
it will never be the other way around. Whereas I'll do, never... I'll do it the other way around. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, I'm going to train. Which sounds really selfish. I'll... Yeah. It does. But... And, and people have labeled me as selfish all my life. Mm. Not all the time. And when people know me, they know that I'm not. Mm -hmm. I do care deeply about others. Mm -hmm. But my priority is to take care of myself first. Yeah. And then I can give to you. And it's always, always been that way. And as a result, it looks like as if I'm always trying to meet my needs. What you got to understand is I'm willing to help you if it makes sense. Yeah. So if I'm not helping you, really what's ha what, what's happening here mm -hmm. is me helping you hasn't been clearly understood as a reason why I need to or I haven't understood the value mm -hmm. to you and me. So there's things I do for people that are generous and are consistent and I'll never let that person down mm -hmm. because that why has been answered. Yeah. But I won't do it just because you asked me to. Yeah. Do you know what Without I mean? Without questioning it. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the... The question. Incessant right? questions yeah, all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. When I first met you, I remember you just asking a lot of questions. Um, and I was thinking, why Why is he asking so many questions? Like, you really wanted to know the yeah. in and outs. But and, this is but why. that makes sense because you wanted to understand. And if you came to me, Bruin, and you said, right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it like this. First time I met you, mm -hmm. we're going to do it like this. And I'm like, every part of my body's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I would do it just to appease you in that session. And then I'm thinking, I'm not calling that guy back. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't have a fucking clue what he's talking about. Yeah. Because he can't uh, he can't tell me why. And why that's what, and that's why I think doing. we've yeah, worked yeah. so well with each other is yeah. that I would say, Why do I need to do that, Bryn? Mm -hmm. And you'd give me a reason that I'd say, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But if you said and you give me some bullshit reason which either suggested you didn't know what you're doing and you're winging it. Yeah. Or you gave me an answer that I knew was definitely wrong. We're, we're, we're not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what and, I mean? and that's where you turn into the rebel, right? Yes. And you go, right, I'm just not going to call the you man of, The man of relationships, I've severed because I'm like, you just don't make sense to me. Yeah. But so I think like being, being a questioner, although you've been called selfish throughout your life, I think that it's a good thing because I, I feel there's more obligers in the world than there are questioners. I, I personally, I just feel like there's more of those characters that I've met because. Yeah. And, 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 and so women and mums yeah. seem to not always, but quite often yeah. have demonstrate this tendency. tendency. Is that because I've met a lot of people through work that I've said to them, look, you need to look after yourself first because we're, you know, we're trying to achieve this goal yet you're busy doing this for everyone else and you have no time for you and you need to prioritize you the plane's going down you need to put your oxygen mask on first and then you can not be a hindrance because you haven't you're not affected you're fine you can help everyone else and i think as a questioner you're fine because you've sorted yourself out and you have your shit together now you can help other people whereas it's the other way around for the obliger it's we've helped everyone else's shit out but our own. They, they, they're given from an empty cup. Yeah. Whereas I feel I can only give from a, one, my cup is full. Yeah. And that's probably correct. Mm -hmm. Like as in, I'm probably more resourceful once, you know, my cup is full or at least adequately yeah. full. But diehard obligers will give to you even when they're empty. Yeah. And, and the problem with that is that works until it doesn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then that things break down and you're, 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 and you start getting fat or mm. your health starts spiraling out of control, but you won't put yourself first until usually there's an event. Mm -hmm. Somehow this is what happened, right? So you won't care about your nutrition. You won't care about your weight. You won't care about your health until you have a scare 
and then you realize because you've seen the tears in your kids eyes mm. that you're hurting them yeah and now all of a sudden it's like this isn't about me mm-hmm. this is about them I need to do it for them not having me die and upset them and give them problems or have to look after me into a, in a home because i was too selfish mm-hmm. to think about their needs and it's that ultimate obliger trick you just go okay if i can think about looking after myself and in doing so i'm going to help my kids yeah. or i'm going to help my parents now i've got now i've got the external accountability mm-hmm. i need now i will stop like for example you would have heard people say you know a guy would be i'm smoking 20 cigarettes a day 20 cigarettes a day like no one could tell him not to i like it whatever and then you know your kid comes and sits on you that one day and it's like daddy um why do you smoke because i like it blah 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 well um i'm really sad because um i've heard that if you smoke you're gonna you're gonna die and i really don't want you to die daddy Mm. and i just let that sink into someone it's like right i'm stopping i'm stopping because that kid means so much to me and i and even given it the possibility of upset they're pondering on me dying early fuck that this is over because some people can sit there and be like i don't care if i die early some people can think that way as wrong as it sounds some people can be like you know what? I'm enjoying smoking cigarettes. If I die early, I die early. But as soon as someone else thinks you're going to die early, it's like, holy shit. My kid thinks I'm going to die early. Exactly. So for now, an obliger, that that really is the game. For people that are proper obligers, it's not saying, I hate that I'm an obliger. I hate that I put other people's needs first, that I care about what other people think about me more than myself. You know, I hate this about me. No, no, no. Just go, how do I leverage it? Yeah. So I need it. So if I'm an obliger, I need it to create conditions of external accountability mm-hmm. so for example you'll hear people that you know women that said like you know when i was at school i was in the track club i used to go hockey i was playing netball i was really fit mm-hmm. you know I, I seemed to be really healthy as soon as school stopped you know what it just all kind of like turned to shit stopped doing stuff and now I'm, yeah. you know, I'm out overweight and i don't have my fitness but i remember being really rigid and being an upholder and always turning up like what's happened what's changed what's changed is that external accountability is gone so whilst you was fit and you was capable and you might have been a great uh you know netball player or hockey player turn up no one's asking you to do it anymore and you're not doing it yeah so tricks could be like i've heard people exchange trainers like they'll get a gym buddy and say like we're going to the gym monday wednesday friday yeah you take my trainers i'll take yours if you're going, I'm going. But more importantly, if you want to go, I have to go because I've got your trainers. Yeah, that'd work well for an obliger as yeah, well. Yeah, so like perfect for an obliger. Yeah. Or uh, Michelle. Michelle would do whatever it is if, not if I've asked for it, but if I've kind of created the rules, it's not that she wants to be dominated. Mm-hmm. She just wants someone to expect something from her. Yeah. And be disappointed if she doesn't achieve it. Mm-hmm. And encourage her when she does. If she has that from me, she's very motivated. Mm. And if I if I stop asking her questions, she'll keep doing it for a while. And they'll be like, he doesn't care about whether I've eaten enough food today or not. So just, <laughs> just, just not. to slow down, yeah. Because he's not going to know anyway. Yeah, yeah. So fuck it. Because she needs that from me. Mm. Or like some other people be like, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
every time I miss the gym or every time I do something wrong, I'm going to give five pounds to a charity I dislike. <clears throat> like it's creating those conditions where I'm going to put something on Facebook and now it, the world knows I've said I'm going to do this by this date. Yeah. That pressure to meet other people's needs when yeah. they don't really care, but you've now put it out there and you think they care. That can be enough to trigger an obliger to act almost internally. But mm -hmm. in actual fact, they're trying to meet the 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 needs of the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, understanding, obviously what we're saying, we need to understand who we are, what tendencies we have, and then how do we leverage that? To maximize how do you leverage our it? potential not how do you how do you change it because you can't because that's the first how thing do you i thought it? is how do i change it how yeah. do i change it to be what i want but you know what that would probably be me swimming against the tide and that'll be a ball lake and that'll just be i don't think you could do like do you think you could do me like you know you think you could like My, it, you might go like all right i'm gonna ask questions of everything i'm only gonna do what i want to do unless it makes sense mm -hmm. and i can help others but only once it makes sense if uh if, if that same scenario with Lisa, like, oh, I've got to tidy up the house, it's a mess and stuff like that, stressing me out. And you said, okay, does it need to be done now? Um, what um, what do you need from me? Mm -hmm. Can it wait until after I've gone to the gym? What, what are the things you need from me? Like really kind of flesh that out and you go, okay, I'll go to the gym, I'll be back in two hours and I'll crack on. Like, do you think you could do, do you think you could meet every scenario in the world and ask questions first before you do it because it's taxing on you yeah it's taxing on the other person i get into very deep conversation because i'm always asking questions yeah you thought it was going to be a five minute conversation it ends up being an hour because i'm why why what about this yeah, yeah. what about this what about this because I, I just want to know more and it's tiring for so many people and it's tiring for me because yeah. i can't just make a decision and do it i go like but what about if this yeah, 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 yeah. you need to know every little <laughs> yeah. detail but that also comes naturally to you and if, exactly. I, if i was to do that like i'd do it for a week but i'd have to be cognitively like aware and thinking yes. about it all the time rather than just naturally going you know this is my reaction to this situation because of this because of the way i am right so i think just you just need to get smarter about it and go okay well I'm an obliger. I'm or closest to being obliger. I want to um, please people, but I don't also want to get overwhelmed. So knowing that means that you can stop yourself from getting overwhelmed because then you go, well, I'm going to say yes to the people that I want to say yes to that are going to also benefit me because that external accountability will help me um, and it will help them because I know I'm going to deliver on that expectation because that's my personality. But I am also going to make sure that I say no to the people that's just going to stretch me too far. And I think just being aware of that, that's yeah. how you can leverage being an obliger, for instance, right? So like for you, you know how to leverage being a question upholder or a rebel. So. I mean, I, I think there's a couple of things to take from this. One, having other people hold you to an account, to an account I think, is a, yeah. a useful tactic for you personally mm -hmm. to fill the gaps when motivation wanes as mm -hmm. you've said you you can hold yourself accountable you can get things done but the momentum drops at some yeah. point and then no one else is asking you to keep going mm. and that's when things start to slow down so you know there's a gap definitely so what not just like paying money because i think paying money can, whilst yes you're paying the bank and you've got you know there's a direct debit that comes out every month to go to this gym mm -hmm. no one's like 
there isn't consequence only consequence on you and you can you don't mind hurting yourself yeah but if if instead you not showing up to the gym hurt me or lisa Mm -hmm. like if you didn't go to the gym it hurt her right and the more emotional you get it the better so if she said to you and this would never happen if she said to you like i think i'm falling out of love with you Mm -hmm. it'd be a shame because you just got married but (laughs) (laughs) already because you know you said you know when we got together you you was all full of beans you said you were going to do this you was like bang on your training like you had a goal you had a plan and you described your body and to be honest i'm really excited about you looking that way Mm -hmm. and i wish you did but you don't and it just kind of takes something from me every day knowing that you're not committing to the things you said you're going to do and i don't have a husband i can cut all that looks the way that you said you're going to look i was really excited about that future she would never say that but if she did yeah if she did imagine what that would create in you yeah right yeah some serious motivation do you know do you know what i mean yeah so Or, or if i said to you i'm owning your training i'm owning your nutrition and we see each other regularly. You can't get out of seeing me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in your life. Yeah. If you like it or not. Mm-hmm. When I when I when we meet, I'm not just going to give you a hard time. But I'm going to I'm going to make sure you're doing things. I'm going to be keep asking you questions, and I'm going to challenge why you haven't done stuff or yeah. challenge why why you've done things. And knowing that you've always got to you've you're you've got to meet my expectation. I think that would that would keep you going when the energy zaps out of yeah. the, the plan. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, if if someone was there and I had to see them every week, like a personal trainer or a friend or something like that, then 100% I'd be like, right, I'm now doing this more for more than just me now. And I want them to see my results. I want to please them with my results. I want to get fucking good results. So they're like, wow, you did what you, you you know, you did what I said. Take that one step further. I'm um, adaptation success relies on you Bryn hmm. getting to this body shape by the end of the year I've built up all my business plan based on transforming your body mm-hmm. from January to December I need you to look this way mm-hmm. it's going to benefit you immensely it's going to benefit your relationship with Lisa you're going to feel great about it but most importantly Bryn I need it for my business to, to succeed if you don't I think my business is going to collapse mm. And I don't know where I'm going to get my money from. Yeah, This is really important, Bryn. We need to do this. There's no reason not to. I need you to stay on it. Like, you know you're going to fucking commit, right? Yeah. Because now yeah. You, like, you've potentially going to bankrupt me. Yeah. Like that is some serious leverage for someone who's an, an obliger. So the more riding on it, the more action you're going to take, right? Yeah. So I think it's, it's important to have a think about who you are and then how you can leverage it. So we... We kind of played that one yeah. quite hard, but I think it's important if you want to learn more about uh, these tendencies, who you are, some of the nuances, how to manage a relationship with a different tendency, mm-hmm. or how to manage people. Yeah, and I think that's really important. How to manage, say, if you're an obliger and you've got a rebel as an employee, or you've got an unquestioner as an employee, those two people need to be managed differently. Mm. They need to be managed differently from how you would want to be managed. Mm-hmm. And they need to be managed differently from one another. Yeah. Because what motivates an obliger is going to be different to what motivates a questioner. Yeah. And you need to understand that these people aren't being awkward or difficult. They just need their needs met and they need to understand their actions based on what yeah. they're set up. So when you're thinking about who you're managing right now, 
what is that person in terms of tendency? So read the book Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. She talks all about managing people, working through relationships where you're different, understanding how to hold your feet to the fire, even if you don't have internal accountability. It's really, really interesting. And is there a question on, questionnaire on there to kind of figure out There your actually is. Yeah, yeah, she has an online questionnaire that you can get to without the book. Mm-hmm. You fill it in and it tells you who you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so, good. Yeah, so I'll check give, it out. I'll put it in the show read. notes. Um, the last thing, and we're going to cut, touch this super brief because I don't think we need to spend much time on it, was an acknowledgement that, okay, internal, external accountability, however you structure it, accountability needs to be there in order to achieve body goals, body aspirations. But in addition to that, I think you've got to enjoy your workouts. Not just do them because you've been told to do them, but if you really want to get the juice in your workouts and keep doing it and build a habit which is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to respect the modality of training that works for you as a person. And we're not all built the same way. Just like our in- accountability structure is different, our quote unquote neurotype mm-hmm. is different. Neurotype, neurological type. So there's chronotype, there's phenotype, there's all sorts of types. Neurotype is focused on your needs neurologically in movement mm-hmm. okay and there are five types being defined i don't know if it's exclusively by but i know this person talks about it mostly it's a guy called christian thibadu uh he's a world-renowned uh personal trainer and strength and conditioning coach and he's seen so many people and he's broke and he's understood that the perfect plan can work perfectly for some people and could be shit for others. Yeah. Yeah. It's the perfect plan to build muscle and, you know, get explosive, get strong, whatever it is. But it's not working for that person. Mm. Why? My bad personal trainer, is this not the right plan? Or do I need to adapt my expectations of that person to meet what their neurological needs are? Yeah. So there is five types. One A is people that are driven by intensity. So FYI, I'm a 1A. So this, I'm someone who likes grinding workouts, mm. heavy sets, neurologically demanding work where I need everything in this set. I'm going to lift a 1RM deadlift. I'm going to go in on a squat and I'm just about going to be able to get four out. Like that grind, push, out, push against danger. Like that mm. real demand where I need to be on on every level to be able to do my workout. Mm-hmm. This person needs lots of rest between um, sets. Yeah. And they're typically, they don't enjoy high rep workouts. Mm-hmm. They don't enjoy pump workouts where you're doing 20, 15, 20 reps with low rest. So they're grinders. 1B. I, are, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell too many people you're a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrong term, wrong term. <laughs> but it's all about intense neurological yeah. CNS central nervous system demanding activity. Mm-hmm. Then you've got 1B, which is all about explosiveness. So this, these are people that love movement. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of people that you see that do, do really well at CrossFit or do really well at acrobatic type stuff or calisthenics. People that love dynamic momentum and acceleration. So these are the people that just love to like get out, 
side and just move their yeah. body and exercise through movement and sprinting and changing direction and or yeah. you know doing clean and jerks and people that just like to exercise via momentum and acceleration yeah. they like to do you know plyometric jumps and all that kind of stuff yeah um they cheat on isolation work because mm -hmm. they want momentum. So yeah. instead of doing a bicep curl where it's strict form, elbows locked in, everything is staying static, they'll just they'll chuck the weight up however they want because they enjoy the speed yeah. and the momentum of lifting it up. Yeah. And they they will love compound work, mm -hmm. multi-joint work, mm -hmm. and they've got a tendency to more volume. They will not enjoy those grinding workouts. They will not enjoy enjoy slow moving, stressful exercise mm -hmm. they will not enjoy lots of isolation work because they want to be moving their body yeah right and i know people like this that they need sandbags and they yeah. need they need you know kettlebells and they need to throw stuff around and med balls med balls thrown off of the walls they yeah. need momentum yeah to train and feel good that's one b two a variation so this is the kind of person who's kind of a bit of a blend and um, the best way to describe them is uh, they like everything, but not for long. Mm -hmm. Everything works for them, but not for a long time. Yeah. So they're they're novelty seekers. Mm -hmm. Give me a new program, I'm all over it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be hit one week. It's going to be you know low rep the next week. We do high high reps the, the following week. We're going to do really weird explosive movements the the fourth. Just novelty, change, yeah, newness. They like lots of volume if it's kept varied. Um, and they need variation in the session, in the week and in the block. Like, I don't want to just do strength for my whole session. I want to do strength and hypertrophy mm. and explosive. And yeah. that's how you would train me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your blocks are like, yeah. I'm going to do everything. Mobility, yeah. activation, strength, hypertrophy, and hit. Mm -hmm. All in one session. Yeah. Like, Fucking hell, Brim, what are you doing to me? <laughs> but these people, they like variety in the training session, yeah. in the work week, and in the block. Mm -hmm. And... Everything works, but not for a long time. It's all about novelty and variation. 2A. 2B is all about sensation. So these are people that love the, the pump. Feel, yeah. Love that pump. Love the actic, lactic acid buildup in my muscles. I like to feel my muscles are just like straining from the workout. So these are people that love the muscle-mind connection. They love the burn. They're not into heavy neurological activity so these people are not going to enjoy heavy deadlifts heavy mm -hmm. squats you know all that big compound movement they're just going to pump it out volume 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 sensation fill my muscles fill my muscles really squeeze my muscles just all about this is the classic bodybuilder style yeah. of training where you are connected to the muscle you and you just want to fatigue that muscle to death super high volume they're cool with that they like supersets, they like giant sets, they like anything which is demand, 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 lots of pump. Yeah. And um, what the way that they progress isn't necessarily through more weight. They will progress through more reps. Mm -hmm. Done 10, now I do 15. I want to do 20. Yeah, like yeah. It's like the guy, you know, when you're back in school and you're doing press-ups, how many press-ups can you do? 10. I wouldn't think, right, how do I progress that? Okay, I'm mm -hmm. going to now start doing bench press or I'm going to put a weight on my back. What about if I can do 15? What about mm. 20? I could do 60. That's progress. So like yeah, yeah. Two Bs are more like, how many reps can I do? That's a sign of well, strength. How much weight and, can I lift? Yeah. Exactly. And then lastly, you've got type three. Um, and these are all about control. 
So these can sound a little bit anal. They're like, they get stressed out with change. Mm -hmm. They get stressed out with lots of things in life. They might be quite stressy, generally speaking. So their their workouts with them, you've got to control stress. Mm. So same is good. So, you know, Keeping I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do treadmill for half an hour. And then I'm going to do these three exercises mm. and I'm going to do it. I might, and you, you can get them training every week or every day of every week yeah. because it's sameness. It's the routine, day in, day out. Don't change it because you're going to stress me out. They're addicted to the sameness and consistency and they like warm-ups. They like to be safe. They like to really get themselves ready for the workout and it's all about the process. Mm-hmm. So these are people that like that, that, Perhaps you think that you've got a stressful life or they like to anally control their life outside of the gym. And for them, they need to do the same in the gym. Yeah. Yeah? Have that control. Yeah, that control and that consistency, that routine. Don't Mm. fucking change my routine. Mm. So 1A, intensity. 1B, explosiveness. 2A, variation. 2B, all about the sensation. And uh, 3, which is about control. Yeah. I wanted to put that out there on the podcast because I felt this is such an interesting way to look at training. Yeah. And if you can understand the camp that you sit in that describes you, and you can tell that to your personal trainer, you Honestly, can program yeah. from yourself, you cannot try it. Like if you're a 2A, mm-hmm. don't have a 16-week training block. Mm. Right. If you're all about novelty, don't do the same thing for 16 mm. weeks and think you're going to do it because you're not going to do it. Like I set Michelle an eight week training block. I know she's going to get bored in four weeks. Mm. So really, I need to program for her with short periods of time because she loses interest too quickly. And if you gave her your type of program, which would be intense, heavy grinding. She sessions, doesn't like it. She wouldn't like it. No, no. She is more 2A and a bit of... um to be she likes she likes pump she likes yeah. reps 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 yeah. reps reps she whenever i've got her doing four to six reps she does it mm-hmm. she gets pissed off of it because she doesn't enjoy it yeah yeah i'd say i fall in the 2a camp mostly 2a with a little bit of probably 1b with a little bit of 1b yeah which is more explosive, dynamic explosiveness yeah yeah because i mean i i love like athletic change direction, jumps, yeah. I know you do, movements. But then I do also like, I, I like to throw in a bit of the pump and the bodybuilding in there. But then I also like to do the compound heavy lifting. You like to so do I all. like the variation, the yeah. novelty. So I do like to try and tangle it and get everything into that session. Um, so think, think about this for you and think, okay, right. I'm trying to force myself to do an eight-week program. A powerlifting program. And, and do you know say. what? Every time I do it, I never do f- yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. Now I'm I'm speak I'm speaking for you, but I think I know that's probably the the truth. Yeah. You don't probably finish mm-hmm. any of your programs to the designed program length that you said you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying oh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just not motivated enough, I go yeah. maybe my ac- accountability wasn't in place, right? What we spoke about earlier. Yeah. And two, maybe this is just too long for me. Yeah. Maybe I need to have four week training blocks. Mm-hmm. I know I can do four weeks of the same thing. And then every month, it's like excitement. I've got something really brand new and different. Yeah, and that's going to keep me going. And I'm going to mix. And I'm going to make sure my training program has a bit of everything. Even in the week, mm-hmm. I've got one day where I do dynamic work just to keep yeah, me yeah. like excited and fresh and like into it. Like take advantage of who you are. Mm-hmm. You can have a great workout, really enjoy yourself, and make progress. 
go against the grain and do what Steve says because Steve says it's the best. Yeah. And it doesn't work for you, then you're not going to get any results because you're not going to you're not going to commit to it both in session, in week and through time the way you need to to get results out of that training style yeah. because it's not for you. So we touched on adherence at the beginning of the session and I just think talking about this just shows what's the most important thing. It's the thing that works for you. It's the plan that works for you that's going to keep you motivated and you're going to stick to it because you're more likely to stick to, or I'm more likely to stick to a 2A variation where variety yeah. as opposed to intense because that just doesn't match me and what I like. So then Neurologically, you don't it. enjoy you don't enjoy that exactly. like as a predominant way of training. Yeah. So couple my favorite training style with a good amount of external accountability. Suddenly now Bam. I'm going to be, I've got the perfect recipe to stick to a plan that I like and I'm going to do well at. And you've got the external accountability of everyone listening today. Yeah. You've just worked it out. You've had this penny dropping moment. <laughs> it all makes perfect fucking sense. Now everyone is looking. Yeah. Like don't let us down, bro. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're holding me accountable there you go man we are gonna Cheers, we're all gonna be uh beside ourselves and you're gonna ruin all our year yeah if you can't commit yeah. to what you've just Sorry, said guys okay. i'll try not to uh, ruin your year <laughs> <laughs> all right guys listen enjoy the rest of your week and listen adaptation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength health and mindset inside and out take care thanks guys <laughs> If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.